0: weekend. Hanging out with Taryn and her family. That was awesome. We enjoyed it. That was so much fun. Um, some of us have wounds from paintball. Um, it was a good time. It was a good time. If you miss paintball, we're going gonna—we're we're doing it again, I think, the 15th of January. It'll be a little colder then. Maybe we'll bundle up even more. What do you think? But we'll see. Um, And looking at Zacchaeus, I was going to read a scripture um, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Fortunate are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Thanks be to God. If you want to be right with God, if that's what you want, you will be satisfied. The title of this sermon is Renewal Through Repentance. Um, Repentance. We're going to talk about that. Metanoia. Change your mind. Are you in need of a mind change this morning? Were you ready to start the battle this morning? This this morning, we're going to learn a tool. It'll help us many times today throughout this special time of year so we can finish the year strong. It's going to be challenging. We'll see a mindset that if if we pursue it and don't give up when we fail again and again and again, okay. But practice it. We'll finish strong in the Lord. What will be the outcome of repenting and turning to God? Acts 3, it says, times refreshing. I don't know about you, but we, I need times of refreshing. Don't, don't you need it? Don't you want it? You want to be refreshed? You feel new? Repentance will do it. It will do it. Two weeks ago, we read in Isaiah forty thirty one that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles, they'll run, not grow weary, they'll walk and not be faint. Last week, we read 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about the radiance of, of Moses' face. If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more? The ministry that brings righteousness. God wants to walk with you. He does. That's that's his desire. He wants to walk with you. He wants to refresh your soul. He wants to renew your heart. I don't know how you view God, but that's what he wants. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, that's what he wants. That's what he always wanted. And my question is, will you hear him this morning? Will you hear him? Will you open your heart again? Surrender again? Will you trust him like you did before? And don't give up. Because blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be satisfied. Let's look at Zacchaeus. Um, Luke chapter 19. Let's take a look. Jesus entered Jericho and he was passing through. Going up to Jerusalem. I remember he already had the conversation with the rich young ruler. And now Zacchaeus gets to meet Jesus. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us to throw off everything that hinders. Everything that hinders. We're going to be exposing some hindrances, okay? Okay some hindrances to repentance. Anybody ever have hindrances? Okay. It's not necessarily sin. All right. It's not necessarily you're doing a bad job. It's just things in your life that hold you back. Okay. We're going to be exposing some of those things. Uh, we sing a song. It's called this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. We're actually going to sing it today. Um, but maybe this is where your mind needs to change. Are you just passing through? Are you on a journey? You got to keep this when you're young and when you get older. It's not just for older people. It's you you got you to grab it when you're young so that when you start to get older, you don't lose it. Are you on a journey? James 4.4, 4, he compares our life to a mist. We appear for a little while and then we vanish. Okay? Hold on to that. Hebrews 12, 13. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Are you running a race? Some of you I know, I've seen you run. I've admired that you run well. Okay? Um, And with perseverance, have you gotten tired? Notice, like to be tired. Have you gotten tired in life? Have you gotten entangled? During the holidays, don't let, let's, let's not let our minds get hijacked, okay? Wherever you're going, whoever you're around, Satan loves it when your mind is on things, okay? He loves it. because when your mind is on things and taking care of those things, okay? It's not on people and taking care of people. All right. Hold your place in Luke. I want you to flip over to Ecclesiastes chapter 5. We had a Bible study Friday and I brought up Ecclesiastes and I, and Ecclesiastes is if you're a, if you're a young successful ambitious person it was written for you okay it was written for you if you're an older successful ambitious person it was written for you okay it's written for you this book was written for you to hear and if you if you take time I mean it just once a year, just read Ecclesiastes. It'll take you 20 minutes. okay? But it, it will change the way you think about the world. It will change the way you think about why you're here and what's important. It'll change it. okay? Because the guy that wrote it had so much influence. He was so successful. And he, he tells you what matters and what doesn't. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, we're going to read here in verse 10. Verse 10, he says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. He who loves wealth with his income, this also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase those who eat them. (laughs) When goods eat." When goods increase, they increase who eat them, and what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? Sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much. But the full stomach of the rich will will not let him sleep. There is a grievous evil, I have seen under the sun: riches were kept by their owner to his hurt. And those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is a father of a son, but he had nothing in his hand. As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again naked as he came and shall take nothing for his toil that he can carry in his hand. If you are thinking... That someone will rebuke you for being materialistic, you might be waiting a long time. I'm just saying you you, you might, and if they do, I want you to like, I want you to congratulate that person. I want you to like because that that would be that would be bold. That would be a a bold thing. Like you know what man, you just just materialistic. Has anybody ever told y'all? I'm just I'm I just want to take. I've, I've said this before, and I just want to. If anybody has has anybody ever told y'all that anybody (laughs) you had a good friend (laughs) you had a good friend (laughs) that's bold that's a bold move I mean I I don't I don't that's you know pat him on the back Um, but it it would be it would take a lot of guts the point is your possessions what are they for what are you using them to seek are you I mean what are you using them for are you using them to seek and save the lost. What's your treasure, really? Is it obvious to people what your treasure is? Is that an obvious thing to your friends? Hobbies. We got to go there. Hobbies. Is that just for you? Is your hobby just for you? Some of y'all got hobbies. And we all got hobbies. We got things we like to do. But is it just you? Is it just for you? I'm going to tell you a story. Um, about Martin Bentley. You know, this is a story about a hobby being used to reach other people. Martin Bentley, Mr. Martin, uh, he's an awesome longbow hunter, okay? Lives down south. Anyway, lives in Florida, but awesome bow hunter. And he said to his wife one morning, you know, I think I'll go down to the archery range today because I think that's the best place for me to reach out to somebody. It's a good way for me to evangelize. I'm going to go down there. So he, he takes his bow with him. He met a man that day. Invited him to church. The man actually ended up having cancer. And Martin studied the Bible with him. He got baptized, and his life was changed forever. You never... So what's distracting you from the mission? Is your mind set on things above? Helping people love Jesus, follow Jesus, get to heaven. Let's flip flip back to Luke. Let's jump back there. Verses 4 through 6. So he ran on ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. For I want to stay at your house today. And so he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Are you hurried? Are you hurried? Yosekias, know he doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste time. The holidays are here. Are you hurried in your words, your gifts, your plans? Your dating relationships, hopes, your studies, your dreams, jobs will push you to hurry too. Are you pushing against the current to be present in the moment? Are you hurried in these things, but, but what about his will? What about God's will? Are we hurried in that? Are we hurried in that? Are we hurried in, you know, all all these distractions, these things, all these signals coming in. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what does he want? What's God's will? What's what's he want? Are we hurried in that? Are we hurried about getting right with the Lord? God, I want to be right with you today. Satan loves to just put put, put, it, put that off. Satan's like, no, 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 no. That can wait. Your spiritual life can wait. You got all this other stuff you're worried about. All this other more important things. Jesus told Martha in Luke 10, only one thing is needed. One. One thing. Are we hurrying about that? 2 Corinthians 6 two now is the ti- now now is the time of God's favor today now is the time. now is the day of salvation that's what he said. Have a conviction <laughs> have a conviction nothing nothing will keep me from the heart of Jesus. Have a conviction, develop it. Nothing will keep me from that. nothing, no person no no Pursuit, nothing will be greater than I want, I want the heart of God. Amen. I want that. Only one thing is needed. Are we running after that? G- Zacchaeus key is heard after Jesus. When is the day you'll say, I'm not living for me anymore? I'm not going to do it anymore. If not now, when? Verse 7, and here we go. People began to mutter. They began to grumble they began to complain okay who do you think you are you ever heard someone say that dude who do you think you are you, you, you try to repent who do you think you are they start muttering why are you always going to church things what's wrong with you you're so extreme. I heard that one. I heard that one, um, one of my family members. But anyway, so extreme. So extreme. I don't know about y'all, but I, I mean, when I read Jesus' teaching, some of it was pretty extreme. The same. Your family may mutter, Why are you giving all this stuff up? Luke 6.26 says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For that is how their fathers treated the false prophets. Believe it or not, your spouse may mutter and doubt you. You're You're just the same old person. You'll never change. It may be your spouse you know we're going to talk about some of the married uh, married people here are you an encourager to your spouse we need to be that we need to be we need to be our, man, an encourager to our spouse that's what we need to be during the holidays don't man let's don't nitpick each other let's be an encouragement uh, to to our spouse you know we forget To encourage and appreciate the one we vowed to honor. Anybody been there? Anybody anybody been there? I have. Let me me just say if your spouse sins against you seven times in a day and comes back seven times and says, I'm sorry, I repent, forgive them. Forgive them. Luke 17, 4. Don't wait till your spouse gets sick. Don't wait till they get a scary diagnosis to appreciate them. Renew your love for them daily. Let's finish this year doing that. Look at Zacchaeus, verse 8. Verse 8, Zacchaeus uh, stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. (laughs) And if I've defrauded anyone, anything, I'll restore it fourfold. I'll give four times as much. I'll give, hey, whatever. I'll give four times as much. I don't know if Zacchaeus was over there calculating. No, I don't think he was calculating. I think he just, like four times. Four times. Did Jesus ask him to do that? Nope. He didn't ask him to do that. Zacchaeus just fired up. Four times, I'll give it back. He wanted to be right with God. He was hungry and thirsty for righteousness. He wanted to be right with God. He knew that being right with God means treating people different. Being honest. Denying ourselves. Letting go of things internally, externally, whatever it may be, that keep us from truly investing in the spiritual lives of other people. Which brings one of the biggest hindrances, the biggest hindrances, to repentance in your life, in my life, and that's fear. We're we'll going to talk about this for a little bit. Fear is paralyzing. It is paralyzing. It seizes our mind. Whenever you're fearful, I want you to, just, I want you to stop and think about it. Who are you focusing on? Our problem is ourselves. That's our problem. Fear of failure. I want to follow God with no mistakes. I want to follow him with no mistakes. I don't want to look foolish. <laughs> I want to look like I have it all together. Then I'll follow him. Zacchaeus wasn't worried about that. He knew what people thought about Zacchaeus. Everybody, They know I'm a jerk. He knew it. He knew it, man. He he knew what they thought. He knew what he needed. He knew it. He knew what he needed. It's a fear of being. You ever been been afraid of being misunderstood? You ever been that way at work? Man, if I go talking about Jesus, I'm going to be misunderstood. Reese, do you have that quote? It says, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred with dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs who comes short again and again because there is no effort or error without shortcoming, and who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best, in the end, knows knows the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. So his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Get rid of the critic in your own head. Fear of not doing it all right not saying things right. I want to reach out, but you know, I may not say it right. I may not say it right. I want to talk this problem invite this person to church. They're going to think I'm I'm crazy. We all a little crazy. Zacchaeus pursued Jesus. He was like a child climbing a tree. When's the last time you climbed a tree? I used to love it when I was a kid. I get up there now, I'm like, I'm going to get hurt. You know? He was like a kid climbing a tree. He, he got to be with Jesus. Verse 9, salvation has come to this house. The muttering people, got, they, got to keep, they got to keep something. The, the people that muttered and grumbled, they got to keep one thing. Their bad attitude. They got to keep it. Zacchaeus got to eat with Jesus. I'm gonna read Matthew eighteen. Feel free to turn there if you like. Matthew eighteen, verse one through three. If I'm going low, if I'm going short on time, my wife will reel me in and tell me to stop, and I will listen. Matthew 18, 1 through 3. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly, I say to you, unless you turn, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of I'll give you a promise. If you have a dream or a spiritual goal, with that dream will come pain. I promise you. There will be pain. There will be awkwardness. And there will be a whole lot of failure. A whole lot. But don't quit. Stand up. Run back in the fight. Keep having impossible prayers. We got the new year coming up. Write them down. Don't be a critic. Don't say, I don't do new year's resolutions. Don't say that to somebody else. Let them have them. We need them. Write them down. Write them down so that Decade goes by, you look back and you say, God came through. So, what does repentance look like for us? I'm going to wind it up here. What does repentance look like for us? You'll learn two tools to help you every day the rest of this year and beyond. In John 12 23 through 26, it says, Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. First thing, seek first the kingdom. Look back at verse 10 in Luke, chapter 19. Back at Zacchaeus' story, verse 10. The last verse here, it says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. When your other classmates are freaking out, they're freaking out about the, t- about the exams, OK, show them something different. Show them something different. Seek and save the loss. When your kids act crazy, if you ever been to my house for dinner, my kids act crazy sometimes. I love them. They're awesome. But they do act crazy sometimes. I mean, y'all know that full well. But when when they they act crazy, when you have company over, seek and save the lost. Have an attitude. I'm going to seek and save the lost. When you have failed, when your attitude has been evil, okay, when you feel like your day is ruined, you ever been like, it's like 10 o'clock, and then you've already ruined your day. You ever felt that way? You just want to start over. You're like, well, let me, get, let, me go. Let, me, let me let me, start over. Say you're sorry, okay? Even if you ain't done nothing wrong, say you're sorry. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness, okay? And show them how to rebound. Show them how to rebound. So you can save the lost. Is that is that why you are wherever you are? Okay? In the calm times, in the chaos. Okay? Set your mind over and over and over and over and over again. Seek and save the lost. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Okay? That's number one. Seek and save the lost, helping others get to heaven. Number two. Daily surrender. Daily surrender. If if you think that you don't need time with God before you start your day, you are deceived. You're deceived. Especially now, especially toward the end of this year. Okay? You got to let go. You got to have time where you can pour it out to God and let it go. Okay? Trust in the Lord will provide what you need. He'll keep your foot from slipping. He'll rescue you from distress, from trouble. He'll give you deep friendships. Singles. I know some of you want a relationship. Some of you want to get married. All right? I, I, some of y'all want to get married. Let me ask you something. Are you going to chase after that? One. Are you going to chase after that? Satan wants you to compromise. Well, he goes to church. Never mind what he looks like, but he goes to church. Are they, is that person, is that person helping you follow Jesus. <laughs> Are they helping you follow Jesus? And are you helping them do the same, really? Really? The Lord knows how to introduce you to your future spouse. I'm telling you, he's been the master of this for a long, long time. Do you think he doesn't know who the one is? Okay, the one he knows. He knows. I guarantee you. He knows. And that person may not be who you really think that person is. Okay? Wait for the Lord. Don't settle. Don't compromise. Don't compromise. He knows the best job for you. Some of y'all getting ready to go to work. He knows the best place for you to live, where you will grow the most spiritually. My mom used to tell me that. Tyler, go where you grow. Go where you grow. He knows how to rekindle your marriage, how to win the hearts of your children. He knows how to satisfy your longing for adventure and meaning. He says, come to me. Whoever comes to me will never thirst. He knows the way to life. He knows and he cares. But the question is this. Will you trust yourself and chase the wind? Or will you trust in him and follow him? Repentance involves surrendering to the fact that if you want to know, if you really want to know what you need and what you need to change and what decisions you need to make, he has already put people in your life that see it clearly. They see it clearly. Husbands, ask your wife, What is my problem? Seriously. Ask when's the last time what is my problem? What's my problem? Really, tell me the truth. Don't don't go back at her. It's a safe time. What's my problem? And when she says it, say thank you and go and talk and go talk to God about it. <laughs> Seriously. Just just ask her. Romans 12.5 In Christ we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. When is the last time you ask somebody who you know is going to tell you the truth? What am I missing? what, What am I missing? What's holding me back? You learn a lot. But you have to make the choice to die to yourself. Before we take communion, let's look at Jesus' example of surrender in Luke twenty-two. Flip over a little bit to Luke twenty-two. Verse thirty-nine it says he went, he, he came out and went as was his custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to his disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. When when you're praying, you may be like, Father, remove this distraction from my life. Remove this temptation from my life. Father, remove this thorn that I don't want in my life. I want it out. I want it gone. But if he doesn't, if not, God, help me. God, help us be like Jesus to go through it. With a mind on taking care of other people. People around us, our children, our families, our neighbors, let's seek and save the lost. First Peter 2, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it. First Peter 2 21 through 24, and talking about suffering, he says that Christ suffered for us, leaving us an example that we would follow in his steps. He committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. When, when he was disrespected, reviled, he didn't retaliate. He didn't disrespect other people. He did not disrespect others. When he, when he suffered, he didn't make threats. He continued entrusting himself To him who judges justly, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. If you would pray with me. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about us or have any questions, please visit ClemsonFoothills.com. You can also text Foothills to nine four zero 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 to stay up to date on everything going on here at CFC.